We are on Yuma Perakhei Mishnah Aleph, the first Mishnah in the fifth chapter of Yuma. Okay, so we're discussing where we're studying now. We're now up to the point where the Kohen Gadol has to bring the Ketorah. So let's go. Let's go to the Psukim. So we we know that the Kohen Gadol took the fire from the Mizbech. Remember, he went onto the Mizbech, and there was a Marechet. There was a special Marechet of coals that he was going to go on the Mizbech. Okay, he went on the Mizbech. He took the coals out. And then he put them down on the fourth rove. That we learned in the last mission, the fourth row of balatot. That's balatot in, in Israel are the rows of shayish. I'm using Hebrew, I don't know. Okay? So he, he used the, he went to the fourth row. Okay? And now he's, he took the calls. So now, let's go back to the psukim. He takes a shovel full of, of gachaleish, of calls, from the mizbeach. We talked about this. He has to have He takes chofen uh, is uh, you can see in here like I'll set up his handful, two hands. Chofen is his cupped hands together. It has to be full of ketoret samim daka. We learned it has to be very fine. Daka min hadaka la parochet. He will bring it into the parochet, i.e., into the kodesh kadashim. Parochet. We go to our picture in the here. The parochet is right here. This is the parochet, as we'll see. Okay, and remember, let's just remember for our directions. This is west. This is east. This is we're looking from the north, and this is this is south. Okay, you're going to see why we're going to need this in a second. Okay, so then v'natan et haketorit al haish lifnei Hashem. He places the ketorit on the fire before God. V'kisa anan haketorit et hakaporet asher ha'aidut, and the cloud of the ketorit will cover the kaporet. Right on the edut, i.e., the cover on the aron velo yamut, i.e., th- this is the tricky part. He's got to do this right. If he does it right, everything is good. If he doesn't do it right, uh, he might die. Well, he will die. So it's this is a very dangerous part of the avodah, as we'll soon see why. And there's a cool video on it also. Okay, so the Mishnah says, "Hotzielo et akaf machta." They take out the kaf. The kaf is like a spoon, but it's not. It's a receptacle. It's like a, we'll see in a second. It's a receptacle and the machta and the shovel. The chafan melo chafnav. So then in the machta has the machta is the shovel, which has in it the, in the, in it the ketoret. The chafan melo chafnav, and he digs in, he takes melo chafnav. The natan, he has to be, the measurement, the amount he has to bring is melo chafnav, is however much, there's no like, there's no like measurement, there's no set amount. He has to bring however much he himself can carry. Okay, how much he, his hands hold. You see his hands, he, he scoops in his hands. And he puts that in the kaf. If he has big hands, he has big hands. And if he has small hands, he has small hands. And that's the measurement. That's how much he had to, he had to bring into the Kodesh HaGadashim. He takes the shovel with the coals in his right hand. Sorry. He's holding the kaf. Let's just translate, and I'll show you a cool video. He took the okay, haya. He would walk into the hechal until he gets to between the two parochot that separate between the kodesh and the kodesh hakadoshim, and between them is in ama. Let's go back to our chart. So if you look carefully, he goes to the hechal, and then you see the parochet was not one parochet according to this opinion. There were two parochot. And he, in order to get into the Kodesh HaKadoshim, he walks in, through, there's an Amah here, all the way through here, and then here, and then he's going to turn left. Walk along the Parochet, till he gets to between the Aron. Till he gets to between the Aron. 
Okay, that's what the Mishnah says. I'll just show it to you. This might be a little long, but there's a really cool, it's a very wonderful video from Machon HaMikdash. I'm going to make it silent, so you, you know. So you see he has the call. He takes Meloch Hofnav. This is what the Mishnah says. He takes the Meloch Hofnav. He takes the, you can see, by the way, this video. Just search for Avodat Kohen Gadol B'Yom Kippurim Seret. He takes Meloch Hofnav. He's going to fill his hands, okay? They, they do it very slowly. As much as his hands can hold. And then he takes that, and he's going to put it in. They don't show you, but he's going to put it in the, in the, in the, in the cuff. There you see. This is the cuff that he was using. It had a cover on it. I don't know why they said he had a cover, because you're going to see the coin guttles, the poor coin guttles, fumbling with the cough in the future of the Mishnah. Let's go back. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Yossi says, No, there was only one parochet. They didn't have two. It says, parochet There's only one. That's what Rabbi Yossi says. There's only one parochet, but obviously the opinion uh, that was accepted, I don't know what there really was, historically, but the opinion that was accepted is that there were two. So let's go back to our chart. He walks in between. Now he's coming back to the north. Remember, we're looking north to south. He's walking from south to the north. He gets to this point in the Tzafon, back to the Mishnah. When he gets to the north, he turns back to the Rom. Okay, so he walks along until he gets to the Aron. Until he gets to the Aron. Let's look back at our video, and they're going to show you a picture. Okay, he starts to walk. I'm going to show you a picture. Here we go. And they show you this. You see the, uh, in, in this picture, you can see the Kohen Gadol walked along the parochet. I don't know why they had this opening. It's so really interesting. This is from Bayit Rishon. In the Bayit Rishon, he walked along. Remember the, the, the Badim, the poles stuck out into the parochet in Bayit Rishon. But he walks along the parochet until he gets to the Aron, meaning he's turning left to his left. And then he walks to the, uh, and then he walks to the Aron. Right, this this picture. Let's see. They're going to skip. Oh, here we go. Now we have the coin gadol. Oops. Now we have the. I skip, there we, let me see if I can find it. Now we have this poor coin gadol who has to actually do the avoda. He got to, he got to the kodesh hakadoshim. Let's go back to our. Let's go back to our mishnah. I know I'm fooling around here. Okay. He walks to the left. Ima parochet. until he gets to the aron. He He got to the aron. He walks up to the aron. He puts the machta down between the badim. Savar et haktoret al gabe hagechalim. So this he will he's savar. Tzbor is to gather or group the ketoret al gabe hagechalim on the coals in the machta. Vinit malei kol habayit kulo ashan. The whole bayit is filled ashan, and that fulfills what we learned. The kisa anan haketoret et hakaporet asher aleidut velo yamut. Okay, but this is he's going over something really really simple. The mission doesn't say that the Gemara says, well, let's look at the Bartunur for one second, just here. Okay. Um, I don't, he doesn't, the Bartunur doesn't comment, the, the, the Kahati does comment. Let's just watch him do it. The Kahati says, according to the, this guy, the poor guy had to fumble. Let me go back a little. I'll show you. He's like, he puts the machta down right near the Aron. Okay. The Kahati says that this idea of Tzavar, that he, he, he gathers the coals, Okay, we said that this is one of the hardest, this is called, okay, this is called the, the uh, Avodah Kasha, the hardest part of the Avodah. I'll explain why. Okay, let me see one second. He has to take it into his hands, okay, and put it on the Gechalim. This is called Avodah Kasha Sheba Mikdash. Why? Here's the trick. It has to be Melo Chofnav. He only put Melo Chofnav into the Kli. 
So he has to make sure every last drop, let's watch it again, he has to make sure every last drop of Katara, see him trying to pull that poor thing out, pour it off, like imagine if it spilled a little. Every last bit of Katara has to go back into his hands, and he only has two hands, and it has to be Melochofnab. So he has to do it in such a way that he gets all of the Katara into his hands without losing any, without spilling any, so that he can put all the Katara, because if he doesn't put it all in, then he's not Mekayim the Mitzvah, he didn't fulfill the Mitzvah, which would be bad, because then he would die. Let's go back to the Mishnah and finish. Okay, so that, that's the, the implication of Tzavarata Ketorat Al-Gabege Chalim. He has to carefully, very, very carefully, he would practice this a ton to make sure you'd have to learn how to turn the thing into your hands in such a way that you don't lose any. And remember, it's Ketorat Dak Dak, very fine. Try it with flour, see how you do. Says, uh, okay, and then, The whole house is filled with smoke. He would, then he would leave, and if he left, then he was still alive. He would come back the same way that he came in. And the, the Bartunura says that means he would come back facing backwards. As many people, in the, you know, when they leave the Kotel, they walk backwards. So he would walk back the same way he came in, facing the Kodesh HaKadashim, because that's Kavod. And then when he got outside, he said a short tefillah. Wait, what was the short tefillah? The Bartunera says, okay, uh, what was Zoe tefillah? Yi ratzal mefanech Hashem elokai, be it your will. Shi'im shana zo shechuna, meaning chama, teg shuma, let it be a rainy year. Velo ya'adi avid shultan be the Beit Yehuda, that we should lose our shlita, we should, the Beit Yehuda, we should still, the melucha should continue. Velo yu'am cha Yisrael tzvichim parnasa zemizeh, velo mi'am acher, and they should have parnasa. And the Ovrachim, the people who travel on the roads, their tfilot should not be mitkabel. Why? They didn't like the rain because it made it hard for them. So you shouldn't accept their tfilot. And it's interesting, in the Avodah that we read on in Tfilah of Yom Kippur, this tfilah appears. So you say this tfilah, he wouldn't, he wouldn't say his tfilah very long. Why? Not to freak out the Jewish people, because if he would take long, they would be afraid that he died. So in order to not, 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 not scare them too much, he would say a very short tefillah, and then he would walk outside. It's a very long Mishnah, but a very beautiful one about the process of the Ketoret. We'll stop here. Let's go back to uh, here, and we'll dedicate our learning to the memory of my father, Rabbi Simcha Kalman. Have a great day.